1: Are you ready?
2: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did
1: we just become best friends, Yep.
2: Making sense of it all.
1: Oh, I get
2: it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
3: Thank you so much for being here. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. Starting today, you've got some news. It's not looking good for somebody right now. No, it's you, really bad.
4: Yeah, there's a whole lot of people uh, saying, "Let's go, Brandon!" Right now, in mm-hmm. poll after poll after poll, and you know you can't really take or put a whole lot of stock into one individual, but this is a trend, and it's obvious because you know Joe Biden was sort of—I I think a lot of people out there voted for Joe Biden just to say, well, all right, we'll 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 end the chaos, right? He'll just be there. He'll cut some ribbons, kiss some babies. Please not like that, Joe. Um, and we'll just kind of move on with our lives. But that hasn't happened. So a new Gallup poll finds that 40%, just 40% of U.S. adults approve of the job that Joe Biden is doing. That is a low to date as we approach the one-year anniversary of him uh, becoming officially president of the United States. Well, they
3: say that they mean low as far as Gallup because it's been lower in other polls. Oh, yeah. So each individual poll has a, has yeah. its own low, it seems. Yeah.
5: Rasmussen was like 33%, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's setting records everywhere he goes. Well. You know. He's um, there to
1: break um, it. We will overcome! <laughs> I, I,
4: I don't know. That's right. Well, and, and the thing is, is that You take into account margin of margins of error. He is statistically tied with Donald Trump after one year in office in that one survey.
3: And again, I feel like I've got to say this every time, and you're probably thinking it already. Think of the media Mm -hmm. with Trump in that first year. It was insanity. Think of the media covering for Biden over the first year. And still, that's what you're looking at as far as approval rating goes wow i was just talking to a buddy of mine this morning in real estate he goes you know the thing is that you just can't argue with through the trump years people might have hated him but as far as family income with the price of goods you were almost plus four thousand dollars not only did you lose all that now you're in the whole $3,500 yeah. as far as expenses for the year of what you're making compared to what the price of goods and services are. And that's not lost on people. And that is one thing you can't argue with. You I think you do a pretty good job, this, that. Or. No, people are going backwards. And from all indicators, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better anytime soon over the next several months. Um,
6: you're a lying dog-faced pony
3: soldier. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth, man. Sorry about that.
6: I'm
5: a governor and when BP 3K, the precare.
3: I know it's got to be frustrating. I'm sure that it is. Well, today should be a, a fun. Well, you're going to try the yeah. Great Reset just as far as his presidency, right? What wonder if he'll do like
5: Hillary, just take the big button out there on stage with him, you know. Remember when <laughs> yeah, she did that yeah. with Russia? Yeah.
4: He's got yeah. his press conference coming up uh, in, what, this afternoon? I think 4 o'clock Eastern is when it's yeah, scheduled. Yeah, three, so 3 Central, yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll wind up rolling out there probably around, I don't know what, five thirty six p.m.?
3: <laughs> yeah, probably. But the whole point is to try to
5: what? Try to stop the bleeding, I guess. What does that mean exactly? Try to put uh, some sort changed. of spin on something. I don't know. They're talking about the, the, you know, the direction and and the tone and that sort of thing. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Well, I've heard some of these knuckleheads on cable news say you got to talk about your accomplishments. Okay. And what are you going to do for the rest of the fifty nine minutes in the
3: hour? What? What are you talking? What infrastructure? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Handling of COVID? No. Eh. I don't think so. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw this update health-wise. The World Health Organization. Remember the left put a lot of stock in the World Health Organization when Trump said we got it to couple. Because, look, they lie all the time, and the information's no good. Why would we pay into this? Right. Well, it's like, oh, my gosh, we're detangling from the World Health Organization. He's rogue. We're going to die. Uh. They said, you know, there's no evidence at all that healthy children and adolescents need boosters. Isn't it something that our legacy media doesn't cover it when we're out of step with the World Health Organization and their advice?
4: Oh. oh, because our CDC has been out of step with them for a while. Yes.
3: But that's not reported on very much. Happy to see that again today. That's, that's not the first thing we're out of step with. You look at a lot of different countries and kids and mass in school. It's an absolute joke. Anybody order their uh, test yesterday? David did. Yeah, I did. Did you, Scott? No, I have two already. So you're not going to get anything free as far as order it online? Well, I'll just turn this receipt into my insurance company, and they got to pay for it, according to Joe. Yeah, but you could still order. I mean, it's four per household, uh, right? Yeah. Let's just face it. What is that really about? You can't even get into your email. <laughs> it I would take do. you three hours to figure out how to order it, wouldn't it? I disagree. I <laughs> disagree. David, help I me here. I may not be able to learn. What's well, the been, over-under uh, time-wise on that, and how many times would Robin I print freak stuff out. out of my email every day for you and
5: David. No, I,
4: think, I, I think you could do it. I did it yesterday live on the air.
3: Well,
5: I'm not going to do it. It's
4: covidtest.gov. Uh, and you don't it, want
5: to take this challenge? I've got two, and I don't need any more. Just
3: for funsies.
5: But I'd be hoarding it from someone who needs it, Jamie.
3: You can give it to a friend. You can give it to your mom. Am I allowed to give it away? You just don't want to go through the exercise. I really don't. See, I no, know it. No, it's too I much love. of a hassle. Yeah. Uh, You know, the Olympics are coming up. Did you see the story? China has talked about athletes maybe speaking their minds while they're in China at the Beijing Games. Because they're a loving country. They just got a bad rap. You know that. Sure. Yeah. (laughs)
4: All right.
3: (laughs) So this, I just can't help it. It's funny to me. Um, They have warned. uh, Athletes don't speak out on politics here at the Games in China. As a matter of fact, Yang Shu, who is the deputy director general of international relations for the Beijing organizing committee, uh, said in a news conference yesterday, any expression that's in line with the Olympic spirit, I'm sure will be protected. Okay. Any behavior or speech that is against the Olympic spirit, especially against the Chinese laws and regulations, are subject to certain punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Well, who decides what's in the Olympic spirit or not? They do. Absolutely.
4: Why are we doing this? Great question. Why are we even bothering with the Beijing Games?
3: It's a long answer, man. If you had to answer your own question, David, how would you answer it?
4: Oh, because too many people uh, have dollar signs in their eyes and don't care about what's right or wrong. Correct.
5: It's always money. Follow the money. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think we can say it's about our athletes that have trained since childhood for this moment. Don't want to take it away from them, that sort of thing, yeah. usually. Um, but, I mean, have we held China accountable at all? No. For the pandemic? No. For trying to cover it up? For lying about it? Anything? Sanctions? No. <laughs> okay.
4: No. No, I, I I've heard the the thing about you don't want to hold athletes back and all that, and I suspect I'm not alone, but after two years in certain places where kids have been forced to wear masks or kept out of school altogether, that argument is weaker now than it's ever been in my lifetime. I would agree with that.
3: I remember, and it's seven years. I know, David, before you were born, you're going to play the millennial card, but boycotting the 1980 Olympic Games in Russia you remember it, Scott? Oh, sure I do. It was a big deal. Yeah. You felt really bad for the athletes. Yes, I did. But it was standing on principle at the time. Yes, it was. Now? And it was embarrassing to the host country. Absolutely. On a national stage. Yes. Yep. And at least in my eyes, I was a kid at the time. But it seems like you have more of a reason to boycott these Olympics than the ones in 1980. Yes. Well, not to mention the troop buildup. That they're promoting
5: and they're, and participating in. So, you know, to your
3: point there, David. Now, we've got to get into this story. she's going to carry the torch in, though, the last hundred yards for the U.S. team. <laughs> Gosh, yeah.
4: Unbelievable.
3: Stevie Wonder is in the
4: news. Yes, he is. Yeah. For what? Uh, Stevie Wonder is wading back into politics. He is urging the Senate to do away with the filibuster in order to pass this federal takeover of elections. Really? He is.
3: Okay, because we all want Stevie and his opinion out there for everyone, or is he I just talking? So. Yeah. All right, roll it. Any
0: senator who cannot support the protection of voting rights in the United States of America cannot say that they support the Constitution. Stop the hypocrisy.
3: All right, time out a second. There's more of this to get to. Okay. But, Scott, you've already well, had it. And you're a fan of
5: Stevie Wonder. I am a fan of Stevie Wonder. I can separate music from person, but I've never heard him go off the deep end quite like this before. Uh, but he certainly has. Are you I always like the way those guys bring up Constitution. They do this all the time. It's unconstitutional. No, it's not. No, it's not. So you're saying you don't want certain people to vote? No, I want everyone to vote like they are currently. <laughs> nobody's stopping anybody from voting nobody is nobody's stopping anyone eligible to vote period this is about changing the rules this is about not the rights this is the rules
3: you know i haven't seen any polling recently as far as asking people as far as this voting rights bill i bet you there is a bunch of people in the united states going yeah they're actually trying to stop black people from voting yes which is crazy and it's unconstitutional they believe that too all right here's more stevie cut the boat ish if you what what'd he say <laughs> Cut the, the tish oh he held it back yeah. okay
0: cut the boat ish if you care and support our rights do the hard work you can't please everybody but you can protect all of us and to keep it all the way real the filibuster is not working for democracy why won't you
4: What? It was working just fine when Democrats used it a record number of times under the Trump administration, right? Yeah. Weren't we told this is what democracy looks like? That's what we were told. Yeah, that's right. All right. right. Anyway. It's all
3: different. Do the
0: hard work.
4: What does that mean?
3: (laughs) It's always do the hard work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It sounds good. What are you talking
5: about?
4: Well, it's all right. I mean, he's the guy is good at spinning lies. I mean, after all, he's made a career off of pretending that he's blind.
3: I, he's blind, David.
4: CV Wonder's not blind, Yeah, Scott. He's blind. No, Here he's not. Here we go again.
3: No. Uh, if you're new to the show, this happens once, twice a year. Yeah.
4: it's it's it's, it's my personal favorite uh, conspiracy theory, and I do believe that he is not blind.
5: I think it, it would have been uncovered by now. Look it
4: up on YouTube. Right. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's a. There, seriously though, there is like right a, next there, to the P tape. There, <laughs> there is a there is a performance though where they're all singing "Hey Jude" and Paul McCartney walks by him, knocks over a mic stand, and out of nowhere, Stevie Wonder, who's allegedly blind, <laughs> grabs the mic stand, well, stops from it from falling. How they do you hear it? it when there's music going on because all Because you have a heightened
5: me. sense of hearing when you're blind.
3: <laughs> right. Okay, or or he can see. Oh, my goodness. Maybe peripheral? I don't know. All I'm thinking is right now is misinformation on YouTube. So if you say, you know, cloth masks don't work that well, you're off of YouTube. Stevie Wonder not blind. Stevie
5: Wonder playing Jimmy Connors in a game of tennis. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's right there on YouTube.
3: Do the
0: hard work. Right.
4: Look it up on YouTube, Scott. Do the hard work. You'll see the truth.
3: Oh. Do you hear what happened in Philly? Carjacking? Uh, They carjacked the wrong car. We'll explain coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. An update of this story. It's, man, just tragic. That girl, 24, that was stabbed in Los Angeles. At considered armed and dangerous, according to the LAPD. Uh,. Would you believe, believe this guy's, guy's got, got bl- quite the rap sheet? Oh, of course. Some sort of echo going on. I don't know what it is. But, David, you know part of the story. You can take it over.
4: Yeah, this is uh, Sean Laval Smith. He is the suspect involved in the killing of Brianna Kupfer. She was there at this high-end uh, furniture store by herself. He walks in, stabs and kills her, and then runs away. So they are on the lookout for him right now. There are reports circulating right now that he has been spotted somewhere in Los Angeles. And so police are obviously uh, searching for him as we speak uh, to try to bring him to justice. And and yet again, I mean, it's another example. You look at this guy's rap sheet of of. Soft on crime policies. I think he had been arrested not long before this in L.A. Uh, and released on a low bond. Yes. I, it, and then you wonder,
3: why is this happening? It doesn't make any sense. You have to keep people safe. Saw so Victor David Hansen, um, who is, what, is he Brookings? Is he Manhattan Institute? Hoover, I I think. Yes. Very smart guy. Yeah. Well-studied, understands history, is looking at what's going on in the country, saying that we can't sustain this. You look at, you know, L.A. right now. I I don't know if you've seen the video or not of the homeless, with with the cars coming through the train tracks, what oh, it dude. looks like with all of the containers that have been broken into and all the Amazon boxes and everything else,
4: people just rummage through. Yeah, it looks like a third world country.
3: That's exactly what he said. And you're and when you think, well, this isn't a third world country, he's like, it is. Look at it. That's what a third world country looks
5: like. See that thing they opened up where you can uh, like they have the rock and they have the needles and just you go in there in a controlled environment and get high. Yes. And it's like you opened a, uh, you know, a, a Kroger store on the corner. I mean, that's how they're treating it. Like, look here, new business.
3: Yeah, and there was a report on Fox last night talking about, well, they're going to try to do uh, something different in some of these cities. Yeah. And you're talking about high-rises, like yeah. high-priced high-rises to put the homeless in. Yeah. The I mean, the one in Seattle overlooking the needle, huge sound, I mean, it's beautiful. That's going to get torn apart. Oh, yeah. You already know that's going to happen. Yeah. What do you think happens? You know, boy, we're going to try to do something about the homeless. Anybody is even close. It's going to be like, let's go out on the West Coast. We can get paid to do drugs. Yep. This is great. In a safe environment. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I'll tell you where people have had enough, it seems anyway. Philadelphia. as you know, last year... A murder record. Oh, yeah. Carjacking record. Did you see this stat so far this year? Do you know how many carjackings so far in 2022? Take a guess. Total? Yes. 150,000. Carjackings?
4: I'd say 200.
3: It's 100. To me, over 100 so far? Yeah. That's crazy in and of itself. 150,000. How in the world could that be, Scott? Well, you know, I read the news. Were you just taking the over on that I one? I don't know. I just I just
5: assumed. It seems like I read about these all the time. It was 100. 100 total.
3: Yeah, so far this year. That sounds low, but
5: okay. In
4: 19 days? 19
3: a days? 100 carjackings? I'm not talking about a year ago. I'm talking about just this month. Year to January. date. Okay. Yes. All right, maybe I misunderstood the question then. Okay. I wanted to say three (laughs) hundred (laughs) thousand. Anyway, uh, dude was getting carjacked. Now, what the three carjackers didn't know, concealed carry. So when they flashed the gun to him, he flashed his gun, shot him. Man, and then they're you know trying to you know get away. One guy's dead. That's the second time so far this year Ah. someone tried to carjack somebody who had a gun with them, and they got shot.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: That's what happens. Security guards standing at gas stations. Yes, it's I mean, it's insane. It's crazy.
5: I got my numbers from Sonia Sotomayor, by the
3: way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad they, they could protect themselves. Um, oh, David has an update on Ukraine with Russia. You won't believe it. Coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, David. Uh, got a situation with Russia, Ukraine. Mm-hmm. We're getting involved. Uh huh. Right, and you have an update on that. This is interesting.
4: Uh yeah. So. Re- Russia appears to be ready to invade Ukraine any day now. And the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, uh, made an emergency trip to Ukraine to try to give moral support. And I know they're all looking at Afghanistan and saying, you know what, bud, we're better off without you, actually. Just just go <laughs> ahead be Very and nervous. get yeah. out of Ukraine, please. Uh, now, today he was asked why there isn't a United States ambassador to Ukraine, because it's not like this issue just suddenly happened. It's not like, well, gee, nobody ever saw Russia wanted to maybe invade Ukraine. Oh, jeez, well, It's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, said, and I quote, I would anticipate that a nomination is forthcoming shortly. <laughs> you don't even have a nominee here. What is going on?
3: Well, as you've said many times, the adults are back in charge. Right. So there's That's what they said a year ago. Right.
4: So there's no ambassador. Biden stopped the delivery of weapons to Ukraine, got rid of sanctions on a massive pipeline or the company involved in it from Russia to Germany. And we're supposed to believe that Trump was the Russian stooge. <laughs> That's a cool story, isn't it? Oh, my gosh.
3: You know, I can't. Blinken has been a disaster. On a number of different levels. And the media trying to put him out there. It reminds me of Beto O'Rourke. Like, you know what? This guy's hip, though, and he's cool, and and he's really a good musician. And have you ever seen his Spotify playlist? Right. Because he he really, <laughs> he loves music, you know, and he, he's really with it. Uh, boy.
4: Who cares? Yeah. Put together a special playlist for Ukrainians to listen to while Russia does In shock place. and awe all over their country. Right.
3: yeah. Huh. What do you got leading off, accepts balls to the wall? <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that. He doesn't, know. Rocks too
5: hard. It's all kinds of killing joke. and.
3: Oh, no, man. He, he listens to current stuff. No, really? Oh, yes. He's listening to Taylor Swift mm-hmm. and The Weeknd and stuff like that. Oh,
4: no, no, no. The, the Ukraine being invaded playlist has to start off with Taylor Swift's song, I Forgot That You Existed. <laughs> That's true. Good call. Yeah.
3: It, what was the it, one that Robin's always sang off air? You need oh, to shake calm it out
4: Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need to calm
3: down. Yeah. There you go. Give yeah. me one more, would you? You need to calm down. <laughs> uh oh,
0: uh oh. Uh oh, uh <laughs> oh. Who cares about this
3: guy's playlist?
5: Anyway. Well, sometimes we you get to know people better by looking at
3: their music collection. You know, if someone's having a good run politically and they want to throw out a playlist... Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. This was after the Afghanistan debacle, man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Moving on. Um, You got the story, David, of a liberal mom that has sort of changed her politics. Uh, A little bit.
4: Or at least she's questioning her politics now. She's a progressive writer named Rebecca Bodenheimer. Uh, She's gotten a ton of hate over the last couple of years because she was one of the few and her ideological tribe who thought schools needed to be open. We we need to they need to be the last things to close and the first things to reopen. Come on, what are we doing here? Now, some of the moms in her circle actually iced her out and her son. <laughs> and she just wrote a piece again saying that this whole saga has made her question her progressive politics. And Good. I, there are two clips here and the first one I just want to play for giggles. Uh, Because she was on CNN speaking with Aaron Burnett. And the first question is so lacking in self-awareness that it made me laugh out loud. Okay.
0: Why do you think people
1: attacked people like you? Um, You know, it's a little bit hard for me to answer the question of why. Um...
4: Yes, David. I can tell you exactly why. Yeah. Because news outlets like CNN were busy calling you kid killers.
1: <laughs> that if you don't wanted to reopen schools yes. in
4: the fall of 2020, you wanted children to die. Yeah. Don't give me this whole, uh, it's a mystery why people would be. No, because you fed that poison to people.
3: Yep. At the same time, saying follow the science. Right. And if we would have, schools would have been open. Yeah. And, and again, man, we go over this all the time. So many countries, they don't have the kids mask up at school. Because it's detrimental to them on a number of different levels. And it does very little good. And at least it's come out now that the cloth masks don't do much. But you still got, what, 40% of school kids today being told to mask at school in the United States. It's freaking
4: crazy. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, she says that she's not going to necessarily vote any differently. So real brain trust there. But Democrats, she says, have a lot of work to do to explain themselves on this particular issue.
1: The larger point is that a lot of Democratic parents' trust have been eroded. We we felt that we were not able to rely on public schools. Um, And so I I think one of the things that we would like is for Democrats, you know, to acknowledge the harm that this has caused, um, and not only to kids, but to women. And, you know, in in the ways that gender uh, equality has really been set back decades
4: what is she talking about there? Mm. Uh, I guess that's to back that up. Yep. That is about women leaving the workforce because they have become the right. primary caregivers.
1: Right. That's what it's about. We want you know them to you know really commit to never doing this again. Where schools, uh, you know, schools need to be the last to close and, and the first to open.
4: Okay, I like after all this. Well, I'm not necessarily going to vote Republican. Well, then you're an idiot. <laughs>
6: I'm not going to change how I
4: vote, even though these people screwed me over.
3: That is really interesting. What is that one website? Is it I stand? No, not I stand with. I'd vote for something like that. And you go through the whole test. I side
4: with, I think. I side
3: with. Um, I swear, if a lot of people actually took the time to do that, they would be very surprised. Like moderate Democrats Mm -hmm. of how much things have changed just on policy issues who they might actually side with. I've seen this happen a number of times. People are shocked by the time they're in, they're done with the quiz oh, I, of how they stand when it just goes policy by policy by policy.
4: I remember doing that because you had told me about that website. It was in yeah. 2015. And I, you know, anybody who's listened ever since way back then knows I was really skeptical of Donald Trump as, as a candidate and then as a potential president. Man, that guy made me nervous. Mm-hmm. Right? And going through that quiz... And I'm like, well, it's probably going to wind up being like Ted Cruz or something like that. Right? No, number one was Donald Trump, and it wasn't even close.
3: <laughs> yeah. Two ladies I know that really couldn't stand Trump, and they went through the whole thing, and they're like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> thank no. you, no. was Trump. <laughs> it was funny. Um, off of that piece of audio we had of the liberal mom, a buddy of mine alerted me to this this morning. So thank you, Ryan. It was Dana White. President of the UFC. Oh, geez. They had fights over the weekend. You know, he does a press conference afterwards. And he was asked about his bout with COVID. Because remember, he talked to Joe Rogan because they're buddies. Rogan said, here's what I did. And so that's what Dana White did. Monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin. And he said he had it knocked out, what was it, a day? And he felt good. And he was all the way back and so he was being asked about um you know that whole episode and the fact that they're trying to get Spotify basically to boot Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like wow I hadn't heard that that's kind of crazy and then we'll pick it up from there.
1: Ever since I came out and said what I did it's almost impossible now to get monoclonal antibodies. They're like they're 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 they're, they're making it so you can't get them. You know medicine that absolutely works they're they're keeping from it. i don't want to get too political and start getting into all this shit, but ivermectin and, and monoclonal antibodies have been around for a long time now all of a sudden you can't you can't dig them up to save your life the doctors won't give them to you you know and even when i did it when i did it h- h- here in vegas which was however many weeks ago that i had it like right before christmas i think or something um yeah, I made one phone call and was able to get to get it done. And that's yeah. not like some f***ing rich famous guy. F***. Like anybody could have could have called and, and you know because that's what everybody always throws at me. Yeah, of course you can f***ing make a phone call and get it. Bull. <laughs> everybody could have got it back then. Um, you know.
5: I've heard this too. Yeah, hard to get it at places.
3: Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to treat it. And they, see, and people are like, "Well, this is going down conspiracy now." Well, no. These are facts. You try to figure out why, and you could say, well, it's conspiracy to say, well, is it some sort of financial gain for the hospitals to have people there with COVID? Or they'll just tell you once you go in, well, you're okay for now, but you know, just monitor it. But if yeah, it starts going haywire, you'll have to come back. It's like, well, do you have anything to treat it? We heard for a while about the Pfizer pill. Right. Yeah. It's still in. Yeah. There's no approval yet on that. Right. But all of that's very curious, and then you got to wait for it, um, as there's a follow-up question. But there's going to be another reporter that chimes in on this line of questioning.
1: Okay, people don't even want to allow you to discuss options and pretreatment? It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's one of the craziest things that I've ever witnessed in my life. You know, and you're, we're we're talking I'm not talking about. Um, Experimental drugs or things that you said. This stuff's been around. And the guy, the ivermectin, the guy, doctor? The, the guy won the Nobel Peace Prize. You're a doctor? Huh? You're a doctor?
5: You're that guy? You're a doctor? Oh of course. Gosh, there's got to be one of those
3: guys there. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Dana. No, but there's
1: plenty there, of doctors that do. Uh... <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> I just asked a question. Are you a doctor? <laughs> no, but I but I but I took them and they both work for me. So why shouldn't I be able to take them again? Or other people. I won't, answer. I won't. No, no, come on, dive in. We we do have a. Well, why shouldn't we be able to make take our them, own decision? Right? You, you want to know what's scary? I bet I could get some pain pills quicker than I could get monoclonal antibodies. No, not maybe. That's a fact. You,
3: we all know that. Oh, true. that's absolutely oh, yeah. true. I'm glad that he brought all this up in this in this press. that's
5: that a fact.
1: They <laughs> hand out pain pills like uh, like their Tic Tacs. Nobody said that was right. Huh? And nobody said that was right. No, I hear you. But I keep doing. It, but you can. Monoclonal antibodies and, and ivermectin isn't going to do anything to you. Pain pills kill you.
4: Yeah, I like that snot-nosed reporter. Are you yeah, you a me doctor? Too. You know who is also not a doctor? More than half of the people who signed this letter demanding Joe Rogan be censored or taken off of Spotify.
3: But it's not being reported Seriously, that way.
4: You had PhDs, and not even PhD recipients in some cases. PhD candidates. There's a podcaster in there. Yep. Only 87 of the signatories on this 270 doctors are actually medical doctors. It's
3: true. But Legacy Media is not going to report that part. <laughs> They're just going to say all these doctors are disgusted with Joe Rogan.
4: Yeah. Dr. Dre doesn't count. Dr. (laughs) Jill Biden doesn't count. Right. right? I mean, it's. Exactly.
3: Dr. Boogie. Oh, Uh, Winston. By the way, something I'd noticed. um, I I noticed it a couple, seen a college basketball game and then a few high school games. And it's true. It's coming back. And the story today, style trends for 2022 mullets coming back. The old mullet. And, I mean, it's not just the halfway mullet where it's like hair over the ears on back, like the old days. Freely, No, we're talking about mullet over the ears, long in the back. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just saying it's coming back. And it's been <laughs> a while. I, Scott, I'm thinking if there's ever a time for the skullet,
5: Dude, I might mean,
3: have to. I'm not doing it, no. I haven't cut my hair yet this year. So you haven't no i mean it's it there's really nothing on top so it it would be a definite skull if i keep rolling already in the back baby you but you wouldn't join me on that no i'm not not for charity no. not for the
4: kids oh come on <laughs> see how you do oh that. now we have to do it what are we doing no, here no i'm just
3: asking the question i'm not saying let's I'm start something saying would you do
5: that it's more gallagher <laughs> with me <It> would be... <laughs> schools.
0: for
5: schools. Yeah. What do you
3: got against the children?
4: So oh, exactly. Why, no. do you, why
3: do you hate children in and need, children. Scott? Gosh dang. No oh, we got to get to the story. Nick Saban, college football coach, saying we got to help pass voting rights
6: bill.
4: <laughs> that <laughs> and much more <laughs> coming up. <laughs>
3: Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I saw this headline, AP story. Nick Saban and others urged Joe Manchin to help pass voting rights bill. Like Nick Saban?
5: Nick Saban
3: football coach. Shut up. Really?
5: Just shut up.
3: Um and he was joined by NBA Hall of Famer Jerry West. Of course he was. They're, you know, fellow West Virginians. Yeah. Um even Paul Tagliabue former uh, commissioner of the NFL saying and, and it's this signed letter sent to Mansion and in the letter this group says you know the principles that help ensure fair and free elections are quote now under intentional and unprecedented challenge mm-hmm.
5: tell it sell the uh, letter to a sports collector he'll pay
3: for it <laughs> you can get that letter for a hundred bucks. He goes on to say, we are all certain that democracy is best when voting is open to everyone. The on bill's got nothing to
5: do with the right to vote. Nothing field. to do with the right to vote. Can we stop this?
3: The referees are neutral. And at the end of the game, the final score is respected and accepted. The letter reads, <laughs> "Gosh, yeah. Stacey yeah. Abrams well, unavailable for comment. Well, only. also, have
4: you ever seen Nick Saban after a game where he got hosed by the refs?
3: Yes. <laughs> They'll follow him down the sideline. So, it what, there was a couple of NFL players, Oliver Luck, Daryl Talley. They're West Virginia University graduates. Um, so, you know, they signed this thing. And then, you know, Manchin was asked about it later on yesterday. He told reporters, well, Saban had added a footnote yeah. that was not included <laughs> in the released letter.
4: It was hilarious,
3: man. The footnote says, we should all support the right to vote. Everyone, but not breaking the rules to make new rules. Talking about supporting the filibuster right. and not get rid of it. Yeah,
4: Coach Saban wants you to keep the filibuster. Yes. Then I'm like, okay.
3: What what is this about anyway? I'm like, well, duh. To me, it's about recruiting, isn't it?
4: Oh, for yeah. Oh, sure. Because you know, if you don't put your name on that letter. Yes. You know, especially if you're Nick Saban, you're going to have some idiot journalist like, to, why don't you support voting rights? Nick Saban, you have a chance to say something on this mm. and you didn't do it. Silence is violence. <laughs> Unless you're saying something I don't like, in which case speech is violence. Right.
3: And so I would imagine I don't know. I don't know Nick Saban. That's just a guess. The respect goes down either way. Not that he gives two craps about the respect of anyone on this show or anybody else (laughs) as far as that's concerned. You smell that? Smells like virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can win Super Bowl tickets if you give blood. Did you see that story? Really? Speaking of football, yeah, Red Cross, the blood supply is low. It is. I know that. So teaming up with the NFL, new incentive, Super Bowl tickets. So those who donate blood, uh, plasma, All the way up until January 31st, automatically entered into a drawing for two tickets to the Super Bowl, February 13th at SoFi Stadium. So there you go. Some of the people I saw after the Dallas game—I don't think you want their blood. You want them to sober up a little bit. (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Are
0: you ready?
3: Well, this doesn't look good right now, uh, as far as the president goes. No, I mean, if we're on a grading scale, Whew. yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna lose some privileges for this, I would think. Are we? You you're gonna have to I mean, the, listen? D's are bad enough, and F.
4: Yeah, yeah. More Politico and Morning Consult did a poll where they asked people uh, to grade President Biden's first year in office. Uh, the most common answer was F, which is why, wow. I mean, it's not all that surprising because so many people have been saying F Joe Biden. So that's true. Everybody yeah, knows I thought that. that was his name, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 37% of respondents give the president an F about, uh, let's see, roughly three, uh, roughly 33% say, yeah, he gets about a D. Um, Only 11% gave him an A. Now, the funny thing about the letter grade thing is if you're comparing uh, him with Donald Trump, after the first year in office, Donald Trump uh, had fewer people giving him an F. Wow. Than they do Joe Biden. And again, like, like needs to be pointed out every single time you think about it, you had most of national media telling people every single day, there was a decent chance that Donald Trump was a Russian spy. Breaking norms.
3: Yeah. I mean, people were saying our LGBTQ friends are moving out of the country, fear they were going to be what locked up. It was insanity right. that first year. Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. So Yeah, that's a lot of F's. By the way, before we move on to, the, to another story, just ask this question. I don't know if you've ever been at a workplace or, you know, sometimes it might be, you know, when you're a kid on a team and they're going to give out letter grades for effort, uh, for performance, whatever it might be. Right. Mm-hmm. And in some people's mind, an A is just not attainable. Does that bother you? Or is that, yeah, it just means you have high standards. Do you have an opinion on that?
4: I think if you, I, I think it should be attainable. Yeah, or why
5: do it? I mean, just eliminate it right. altogether.
3: Okay, because that does—that's always bothered me. Yeah, there's one particular boss from my past, and I love the guy, but he was one of those guys. Well, there are no A's. He gave me a B on something. I'm like, well, what could I have done to get an A? And he had no answer. Like what? Well, and it was like, well, no one really gets an A. Well, then it's not a real grading system. Right. <laughs> right. I'm sure you read that from some old school coach somewhere that that was really motivating. That's BS, man. It's got to be attainable on some level, doesn't it? I've never worked for anybody that gave me letter grades, I don't think. I don't think you uh, sucked as much as I did, Scott. No, well, I I sucked. I think my F was for fired. You never got fired? No. Well, yeah, I did. Well, once. Yeah. But that was out of your control. Yeah, it kind of completely. Was. I mean, that wasn't a job performance. I thing. couldn't
5: even verbalize my disappointment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, wanted to get to this story. I don't know if you saw. Uh, we've had a big problem with supply chain issues. That's, you know, I know it was trying to be debunked there for a while in the fall from Legacy Media, and then they got to the point where, okay, yes, these are supply chain issues that are going to be going on for a while. And they said for a while one of the big problems is getting the goods to different states with semis. We don't have enough drivers. No. Oh, no.
5: I read there's like 300,000 openings across the country. Golly. I mean, for truck drivers. Wow. And, and that's
3: pretty good money, man. Well, this was from ABC7 in L.A. Uh, yeah, the United States is going to let teens drive big rigs oh, God. in this test program. Oh, man. What, do you think this is a bad idea? Oh, you remember the way you
5: drove when you were a teen? Yes.
3: Hey, I'm thinking Deer Jammer. Team, you just put this on. The rig will guide itself. Okay? You just get the blood pumping a little bit. Okay? You got a long drive ahead of us. All good. Okay. I know I can't spend all day listening to that, but that's always good to hear. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't my best driving that I've ever done. Reckless, but we got a problem right now. What are we going to do? I understand.
5: I get it. But, man, I don't know if that's the answer or not. Wow.
3: Well, currently, truckers who cross state lines got to be 21 years old, but an apprenticeship program required by Congress to help ease supply chain backlogs would let 18- to 20-year-olds outside their home states.
4: See, that, to me, sounds different than when you just say blanket teens. Because when you say teens, I'm thinking, you know, 15, 16 years old. But I mean if you're old enough to join the military, yeah, you can you can learn how to drive a big rig. Yeah. I
3: don't really have a problem with it. Now I realize you look at statistics. Yeah. Yeah, that would give you a little bit of pause. Okay, let's we'll figure out this age here. So an eighteen year old and you'd say it makes you a little nervous, Scott. Yeah. Okay. You have a choice. Split second, you ready? Mm-hmm. Eighty-year-old or eighteen-year-old, rig?
5: Well, there are eighty years old, eighty-year-olds that are sixty years old, and then there are eighty-year-olds that are one hundred and twenty years old. Split-second decision. Uh, I'll take the eighty-year-old. I'll take uh, eighteen. Uh,
4: yeah, I'm eighteen. Yeah,
5: I'm going with eighty. Playing the okay. law of
4: averages here,
5: you know. Well, if an, if an eighty-year-old hits me, they won't be going as fast.
4: He's got well, his blinker it's... on the entire way.
3: <laughs> hey, I was going to say the eighty-year-olds that I know. God bless my dad. Love you, love you, Joe. That driving's pretty slow. It, it, with every year, it's a little bit slower. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I mean, these goods and services got to get to people. I mean, you know, before June, mm-hmm. hopefully. So you know, what eighty-five is that the tipping point for you,
5: Scott? The point where your your belt is hanging out of the car door. <laughs> that's when you get.
3: That's when you have to stop driving. Safety advocates in the story say the program runs counter to data showing that younger drivers get in more crashes than older ones. See, it's unwise to let teen drivers be responsible for rigs that can weigh up to 80,000 pounds. Yeah, that's the thing right there. That's catastrophic damage. Well, I mean, it's not like you just say, hey, could you drive this around the block? Let's see how you do. You know, and then, okay, you're good. Go ahead and go. I mean, there's things you have to pass. There's training involved. we got to do something about this issue, right?
5: Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean... But this is everywhere. I mean, this is every occupation right now, every occupation. Yeah. I mean, jobs that used to be really harder,
3: much harder to get. Yeah. But, I mean, what you think about it and and just perspective, I love what David said. You can serve in the military. Yeah. But you can't drive semi. Well, you can get married
5: and you can vote. That's what I mean. I mean, you, you, you do have the right to vote, right, David, when you're 18. I think that's still law yeah yes. yeah okay okay so i to make sure because it's difficult to vote but you can drink
4: <laughs> right. yeah,
5: yeah. At, 18? at 18 you can't drink you did well i do wait well, so did you <laughs> so did we all
4: anyway, 20, but that didn't make it legal you can't <laughs> you can't smoke cigarettes until you're 21, <laughs>
5: so <at> 21. exactly an 18 <laughs> wheeler down an interstate though at
3: 18 but you when you when you can't you smoke out gas, the window you can't though. get yeah. any smokes all right let's get to this story um Boy, they're going after DeSantis, governor of Florida, all over the place. He hasn't even announced anything. They're
4: terrified of this guy. Uh, It's both liberals and those bitter-never-Trump Republicans are frightened of Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is seen, yes, as the front runner for the Republican Party in the next presidential election, if he runs, and assuming Donald Trump doesn't run. I don't know that Ron DeSantis wins in a primary. We'll see what happens. But
3: more on that later, because the dust up has started. Yeah,
4: so we've already had one Democrat call him Hitler. We talked about that earlier this week, uh, and now former Congressman—you know—they like to say former Republican Congressman—but he's one of these loser, never Trump guys who shows up on MSNBC now. Okay, uh, David Jolly says that DeSantis is actually worse than Donald Trump. <laughs>
3: Jolly's his last name, you say. He Ron is.
5: DeSantis is far more dangerous than Donald Trump because he's more savvy, he's more coy, and he doesn't have the pitfalls that Donald Trump does. Ron DeSantis will announce he's running for president on
0: this notion of the free state of Florida. Florida's not free if your kids can't be exposed to the full curriculum that would make them smarter and better educated students. Florida's not free if whoa, you can't whoa, get...
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Talking about critical race, theory. Of course yeah. he is. Yeah. The former Republican, Uh you say, David Jolly. What a joke. What an (laughs) absolute joke. You're an embarrassment to your family.
0: Florida's not free if you can't get a test or treatment for COVID.
5: Florida's not free if you don't have access to the ballot box. Florida's not free.
0: It's a narrative that Ron DeSantis is very successfully selling, which is what makes him dangerous.
4: Oh, yeah. If Florida is not free, and if he's just lying about it, then why are people from New York and California moving there in droves? Yes, I mean every time right. you hear about states with population growth, for the most part, it's what Texas or Florida, Tennessee's yep. in there too.
2: Yep.
3: Yes, yep. What a hack! That's just hacky, all the way around. Uh oh, UFO update. David Van Camp. Yeah, well there another was, one
4: spotted. Yeah, uh, apparently so. Yeah, there it was spotted out in uh, Texas, a shape-shifting UFO. Oh, boy.
3: See, Robin starts to get scared by this stuff. I'm
4: not going to deny pilot. their
5: existence. Not denying. I'm not. I don't need proof. I believe.
4: Well, there's video of this. There's cockpit video featuring a UFO transforming midair. Oh God. Uh, it was somewhere over Texas recorded about 37,000 feet in the air.
3: Okay, so you've seen the video? Yeah. Okay, is it a tic-tac again, or is this a little bit better view?
4: Uh, It's, it's tic-tac territory, you could say. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah, I, hey, man, but I'm not saying you're looking at me across, at both of you guys. I'm well, just saying that a lot of times that it's like this tic-tac, and here's the proof. And I'm like, well, that's not exactly proof there. You're inviting them to come visit you. You know that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Let's talk about Uh, it. I don't think that's what you want. (laughs) Okay. I've seen this story in a number of different places being
4: covered. They see it, and it's like a, a, what is it? It's like a box that then turns uh, translucent, and then it disappears behind the clouds. Nothing picked up on radar at the moment. Mm.
3: Well, they say this could be a number of different things. That's Mm -hmm. what they've said in other stories. Right. It'll could be like a box.
5: It could be like space-age Amazon. By <laughs> <laughs> like testing to see how quick they can get the packages. Yeah, yeah to Venus and Mars.
3: Yeah. That sort of thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're going to have to do something so the homeless don't tear apart the trains in L.A. and it's boxes everywhere. But again, nothing we'll in them, there's but there's boxes. Anything more to it? Well, sometimes they think it's a military operation. They're not quite sure, you know. Remember, we were supposed to get all this information like a year ago, and everybody That's what was like, in the, and then,
2: yeah.
3: yeah, it was a big dud. Okay. Arkansas inmates, did you hear this story? They're suing over COVID treatment. It has to do with horse dewormer, they say. Okay. Oh, Next. Lee Van Camp and Rob Show. Who's Rob? Just kidding, man. Robbins. Robbins. Jamie Markley. David Van Camp. Scott Robbins. Mentioned um, in Arkansas. Inmates there are upset, apparently. Um, and I happen to see this. This was a BBC story. The headline Ivermectin. Arkansas inmates sue over COVID treatment with
4: horse dewormer. Oh, my gosh.
3: So it's not just United States media going with the old horse dewormer when it comes to ivermectin, okay? Easy. Ooh. No, it's it's all around. So small doses of ivermectin are approved for use on humans, but health officials have warned against its use for COVID. Which health officials exactly? It's always a question, isn't it? Mhm. Anti-vaccine activists and conspiracy theorists have been promoting the drug as an alternative to vaccination.
4: That's more fake news. Yeah, no, nobody's saying that. They're saying, hey, there may be other treatment options, but nobody's saying you take this and you don't need to get the vaccine. The doctor who administered the drug said no inmates were forced to take
3: it. But in a lawsuit filed by the ACLU, the inmates said that after contracting COVID, they were given A cocktail of drugs. They were told contained vitamins, antibiotics, and steroids. It said they had been administered ivermectin without prior informed consent. So there's like four plaintiffs on this. And, you know, a lot of times people that are in jail, lawsuits from jail, not a new thing. Right. To me, the biggest headline was the headline in that the BBC puts forth fake news just as much as our media does. Right. And then again, you wonder, what is this all about? My goodness. Is it really about protecting people? It doesn't seem to be so.
4: No. Seems to be
3: a lot more about globalism.
4: Yeah, well, and, and just this feeling of moral superiority that they've, I don't know, they've like somehow married themselves to when it comes to, quote unquote, being right about COVID, even though they've been wrong more than almost anybody. About all this stuff. So really, when it comes to the ivermectin and it's a horse goo, horse dewormer, uh, it's fake news and they're just trying to make hay out of it. Excellent. That is excellent. You're getting it right from
5: the
3: (laughs) horse's mouth. You know, the other part of this, if you're really a journalist, if you're really a news outlet, If you're going to talk about ivermectin and you say, well, small doses are approved for use on humans. Right. But it's horse dewormer. It won the Nobel
4: Prize. That's actually, yeah, that's also completely backwards in terms of what it is as a medication, because it's not just approved for refugees coming into the United States. It's required for them to take it. But they never report that. Right. And not because of COVID, but because they're presumed positive with parasites. Wormy. Mm -hmm. Right.
3: (laughs) Jeez. Well, good news. CNN uh, has announced a whole new team on their staff. Dedicated. You ready? Yeah. Dedicated to covering misinformation.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah, they also hired Rex Chapman. Which in is really plus.
6: interesting. Well,
4: because that guy, a former basketball player, who mm-hmm. is also like the single biggest purveyor of fake news on Twitter.
3: Yes. So he should fit right in,
4: right? It's wow. It's for
5: the media game they play every year in basketball. <laughs> right. He's so the just ringer. had him on the
3: team. <laughs> they brought Chapman on. Yeah they're, <laughs> yeah. they're tired of losing to Don Lemon and his ilk. That can't be possible. <laughs> no. The CNN business managing editor Alex Koppelman made the announcement on Twitter saying I'm hiring 3 people for a new CNN team dedicated to covering misinformation. Golly. What do we mean by covering misinformation? Really it's about covering reality, the uses, abuses and distortions of it, the people twisting it and the effect that it has on all of us. We already do a lot of important work on this. We want to do more. <laughs> You can't parody that, can you? No. I mean, people were, you know, piling on a lot of different people. Um, <laughs> you know, different tweets were coming out saying, you know, the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> that I did think was actually pretty good. Different people were saying, okay, are you going to recover the steel dossier, Hunter's laptop, the Russian bounties, ISIS Air Force in Syria? All those other things that you were actually throwing out misinformation on. Donald Trump is stealing mailboxes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people brought up so many things that they've covered in the past, Um, including Glenn Greenwald, (laughs) who has really kind of been a voice of freedom for a, a while. Thing. Along with NBC, The New Yorker, The Atlantic, and New York Times, ground zero for the insane Trump-is-Putin's-blackmail-pawn conspiracy theory was CNN. They were led around by CIA to spread the most unhinged conspiracy. Now they really believe they fight rather than spread <laughs> information. Okay, just like that. Okay, you know, we have a serious number of people in the United States that are delusional. The audio proof, something you got to hear, straight ahead. David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, news update David Van Camp.
4: Well, uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, top Democrat in the Senate, is apparently going to be leading his party over a cliff tonight as he is opening up debate on the uh, federal takeover of elections and then ending the 60 vote threshold needed to pass such legislation. The filibuster, heard a lot about that, right? He Mm -hmm. wants a vote. He wants people on the record, which I'm just like, okay, that's that's insane for you to do. But I'm so glad that you're going to do it because you are putting your fellow Democrats at a greater risk than any Republican. I mean, Republicans are absolutely clear where they are. Two of your own Democrats are absolutely clear on where they stand. When it comes but there are to other this, Democrats that really don't want to have no, to do this. No, people, especially in more moderate states mm-hmm. and who were not elected to be far left liberals, they just don't have the guts that Kirsten Sinema or Joe Manchin have in coming out and admitting it. They were hoping, okay, this thing is going to be gone. So he, but Chuck Schumer apparently wants that vote. Now I just want somebody, for the love of all that is holy to ask, I don't know, any of these Senate Democrats who are saying we have to get rid of the filibuster now about this letter that they all signed on to in 2017, which was specifically about getting rid of the legislative filibuster. They said we can't do that. Democracy depends on us not getting rid of the filibuster for passing laws. One of the people who signed on to that was then-Senator Kamala Harris, you don't oh say. somebody's got to ask, like, okay, Biden's got this press conference coming up later today. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to ask him about this, right? Somebody.
6: Not today. <laughs>
4: uh, we'll see if they can get a word in. Okay,
3: Doocy. Peter Doocy, it's your time to shine, buddy.
4: Hey, your vice president signed a letter uh, supporting mm-hmm. the filibuster in 2017. What changed?
3: It's a great question. Yeah, we'll see if that happens or not. Okay, I mentioned we have a lot of people in the United States that are delusional. And I say that because, well, the view does have viewers. they got to believe what they're seeing, right? I guess. Listen, it's always just goofy, political. (laughs) It's bad. I get that. Does it seem like it's gone to another level in, like, the last week or so? Which surprises me a little bit because it was all about Trump
5: for a long time. And then you got, you know, slow Joe elected, and it still continues. The drum just keeps going.
3: Well, and you thought it was about Trump, right? Yes, that's what I thought, yeah. But now the fear is if Republicans get back in power, what is going to happen? It will be the end of days, basically. And David played a clip from Whoopi Goldberg yesterday that I thought was completely unhinged. That the Republicans don't want women to
4: vote. Yeah, that that's the end game there is to make sure women can't vote or Uh, something like that. It's, it's It's completely divorced from reality.
3: But there was another part later in the conversation that I just happened to hear today. Joy Behar, this was painful, but you got to hear this. I
0: was going to say I read a lot about what's going on in the world, Mm and you know, Hungary and Poland, Mm and um, they're doing very badly with uh, free freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. They now have like, let's say, the the autocrat who's running gets like ninety percent of airtime; the other one gets ten percent. They are, you know, censoring journalists. Um, That will happen here. Yeah, that will happen here. I think if the Republicans are back in power, you can see that they are intractable right now. You cannot reason with these people. They are
4: shameless and they will destroy us well, we've have, I, I, <laughs> good golly uh, it's been happening social That's, media companies of have course. been taking down and it usually goes one way by the way joy of course and i know that twitter and facebook are not officially government institutions but geez you look at the roster that goes between democratic activist democratic party activists and big tech and that exchange of personnel Mm-hmm. You might as well say, okay, this is a quasi-governmental institution that is censoring anybody who doesn't agree with Democrats. Yes. We've watched it happen. Yeah. It's so divorced from reality. That's
3: stunningly you, stupid. You're like, stunningly. okay. Stunningly. Is it just the two of them then that are delusional? Oh, no. Sonny pops well, it. Oh, she is, yeah. This might take it to another step.
0: The Democrats sort of do this over and over and over again, right? They get into power and then they sort they of lean. They save the country. Then they lean to the middle and they, they put up, up agendas that
4: lean to the middle. Yeah, Are you who's kidding me? Who's leaning to the middle? You know, Democrats right now. You know That's why, her point. You know why the bipartisan infrastructure plan passed? Is because that was leaning towards the middle. Everything else has right. failed because it's way too far to the left. She goes on.
0: Put up, up agendas that sort of are supposed to not necessarily help the communities that put them into power, but instead help the communities that well, they didn't really put them the into community. power. They used and to. And then they lose they power. They
4: When?
3: Yeah. Tell me oh, your time. She, she will. Do you want me? Man, I was going to time it out there because I know uh, Robin's going to take so let's, much. Let's, let's, let's hear the rest.
4: I'm curious about yeah, I am now, pearls of
3: wisdom yeah. here. Well, you got to go back 40-plus years, I do believe. The, the Democrats slogan? used
0: to—I'm sorry, baby—used to help those communities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why Johnson was so determined yeah. yes. to pass these laws. But now suddenly <laughs> there is this idea that we're here once again living off uh, a country mm-hmm. where we don't bring anything to it. That's why they don't want to talk about the history. That's why yeah. they want. and it's the same whenever those groups get together and they I, start— okay.
3: You're flummoxed,
4: David. I mean, Confused. There, there's a lot of words pouring out of her mouth that just don't make a lot of sense. sense.
3: None. By the I, way, I was L- trying to figure out what she said. We, I Was she talking about blacks? Or was she talking about Democrats? Like you used to do something for us? I, I can't decipher. I think Well, that's
5: what LBJ she's getting- was the, you know, the civil rights president, but it was cynical the way he did it. Well, sure. Because he knew damn good and well, and at least he figured that if I can roll this out here and throw a few bones, they're going to vote their entire rest of their lives for Democrats. Yes. So there was cynicism attached to it. It wasn't some, you know, this was a great guy who looked at the world and went, oh, that's not fair.
3: We need to correct that. That's not at all. He was doing it for votes. But as far as businesses owned, businesses owned, wealth building, families together, with black families. It was better in the 50s than it is now. It's gone downhill since Johnson. Right. But in Whoopi's who- world, it's well, that's when it was helping, and they're just not helping anymore. What are you talking
6: about?
0: Start agitating like, like beetles. You yeah. know, you just hear their legs going. This is happening. It's happening. And all you women sitting out there, if you thought the abortion fight was nasty, just wait. Because they just want wait. to stop you from voting. All of y'all thinking this is not going to happen, it's happening. Because your vote is not going to count. That's it. If you can that's why right place that's to the most go, go and do If you can't vote, you can't have a We'll country. be right Sorry. back. That's
4: right. If well, you can
3: Listen. You have a loved one watching this show. It's intervention time. Right? Yeah, you need to. Yeah,
4: yeah. That was
3: that to... might be worse for you than heroin. <laughs> <laughs> makes me want to
5: do heroin.
4: That, that was pinned the tail on the talking point, wasn't it? Very much. so. Oh my gosh, <laughs>
3: Stevie
5: Wonder playing darts. But it's always hyperbole with these people. It's hey, all. It's dude. always far out. There. You're going to kill people with COVID. Great. You're going to go kill. You're going to kill massive amounts of people. You're a murderer. Unless you get vaccinated. It's not, hey, you could get sick and get other people sick. It can't be that simple. It's got to be taken to the next level.
3: Everything oh, yeah. is. You know, I'll go ahead and play this, if you don't mind. My favorite piece of audio that somehow involves Joy Behar. Oh. Uh, well, it was Kid Rock a few years ago. Oh, Yeah.
5: <laughs> God forbid you say something a little bit wrong. You're racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, this, that, and the other. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct. And I would say, you know, you know, love everybody,
3: except, I'd say, screw that Joy Behar, bitch. Everybody. He said that on Fox and Friends. Oh, 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 oh wait, wait, on hold on there. That's pretty funny. Um, I don't know how much longer this show is going to last. Not really sure. Uh, There's a nominee for the FCC from Joe Biden that would take us off in a big hurry. Yeah.
4: Well, isn't that that the story, David? Yeah, this is actually I'll try to actually explain something that is a true story, unlike what we just heard from from the view when it comes to censorship in America. Biden has renominated an extreme leftist who's pro censorship, at least when it comes to conservative outlets, to be on the Federal Communications Commission. Uh, Gigi Sohn is her name. She was first announced as his FCC nominee back in October. Uh, she got run out of town because she was so extreme. Even Democrats were like, Yeah, we can't, uh, right, oh, can't, can't have this. Uh, but he's got her back up there now as a nominee driven to this. Uh, so like, well, she said
3: so much of trying to get Fox off yeah, the air. a
4: couple Fox years News ago, Channel. yeah, a couple of years ago, she said that. Fox News should be scrutinized because, quote, they have played their own role in destroying democracy. Uh, She says, I agree that scrutiny of big tech is essential, as is scrutiny of big telecom, cable, and media. And trust me, the latter have played their own role in destroying democracy and electing autocrats like, say, Fox News. (laughs) Uh, And then also about the Hunter Biden (laughs) laptop story when you know, big tech circled the wagons and made sure that that story got suppressed. Yeah. She said. so do you still want me to believe that social media is more dangerous to our democracy than Fox News? Unbelievable. Censorship is good for democracy, according to this person that Biden wants on the Federal Communications Commission. But her name's Gigi? Yes. Yeah. You don't like her fashion style, Scott.
5: Well, she's... Been shopping at the Rachel Maddow so at that part of the store, apparently. She's got the glasses and the look. And, uh, yeah, you know, I guess so. The haircut. Have you noticed that? Now that you say that. Looks like a nice little guy, actually. Well, I, yeah. Well, I sort of, get what you're coming from. Sort yeah, kind of. Kinda,
3: yeah. All right, David. Who was the columnist that wrote something about Dry January?
4: Oh. You had that story. <laughs> what is <laughs> this that? This is in the New York Post. Johnny uh, Oleksynke. With the Olensinski, I think is how you say his name, actually. Uh, and he, he's writing about dry, dry January, which a lot of people do sort of, you know, again, dry out from a boozy holiday season. Right. Go sober for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says it's selfish because of the bars that are coming out of COVID. <laughs> You've got to go drink. <laughs> I think this is a big troll job, honestly. I know there's been some outrage. Yeah. But it's funny, though. He writes, dry January. You've got to be kidding me. The annual month of self-righteous sobriety is mildly annoying in a normal year. But this year, it's a wholly selfish endeavor that's a slap in the face to the struggling bars and restaurants that have suffered a seemingly unending bout of COVID-19. Fellow New Yorkers, this January, I urge you to quash your inner Gwyneth Paltrow Put down the green juice and put on something other than cashmere joggers. Hit your local watering hole and order up. He's not having it, right?
3: Obviously, mm-hmm. okay. We'll have to find out the uh, troll job if that's really what it's all about. I mean, or not. five years ago, I would have had this guy yeah.
2: held him up as a
4: hero. Right? No. If if, if he's for real, that's a dumb take. But <laughs> I think it's just get the clicks and all that and i i got a kick out of it
5: yeah also gives you an excuse to get hammered
6: right exactly i'm I'm just
5: helping the economy
6: (laughs) you know as well as i do that you will be drunk
3: tonight dr phil with an appearance how do you like that (laughs) oh do you believe your vaccine side effects were imagined there's a study out on this we'll get to it much more coming up David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, I just saw, Starbucks is canceling their vaccine mandate after that Supreme Court ruling, mm. saying they will no longer require its employees be vaccinated.
5: That's interesting. There's a Starbucks that I take my granddaughter to all the time. She likes the Starbucks. And we pulled up there the other night, and I realized there's no one in the drive through And I'm like, well, this is weird. Drove around to the front and it said, uh, due to uh, COVID, they're not open. Closed Just temporarily closed down. They have no staff. Yeah. And because of the mandates, they didn't have anybody applying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've never seen a Starbucks closed down, though.
2: I'm
3: trying to remember.
2: Not I that mean, I can remember. Know, it's like but I don't know going out of business.
3: Either. It very rarely happens, you know? So, Well, it's weird because I think at the beginning of the week, if you said, okay, take these two companies, Starbucks and Carhartt, one is going to say, all right, we're done with the mandate." I'm guessing most people would have guessed Carhartt, Yeah, Yeah. but it's the opposite. Carhartt's going to keep their mandate. Uh, That's a shame.
5: That's surprising. That is, too, because their constituency, I would think, would tend to lean a little more conservative.
4: They make pretty good work shirts. I've got a bunch of them.
5: Yeah, and you don't even
3: work for a living. (laughs) It is a hip trend with younger people, Carhartt. I agree with you. As far as the customer base, you would think it's yeah, you would think. Older, but it's also hip with a younger generation. Notice that over time. I do
4: all my clothes shopping at Tractor Supply, so I don't know if I'm in that in the hip category. But
5: well, uh,
3: no, you're not. I mean, I'm here to <laughs> yeah. Well, it's
5: the only place you can get oh. ivermectin too while you're there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the Starbucks but... thing—I know that for some people, it's too little, too latte. <laughs>
3: Today for Van Camp. That's very good.
5: That was pretty good. The participation in the employment there has been less than grande.
4: (laughs) Here we go.
3: Those shirts look good on you, too, by the way. I'm just saying, nothing against your fashion. Oh, no, it looks great. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just saying that's the first trend you've been on
4: Mm -hmm. in a while. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, as far as Starbucks is concerned, it turns out that asking or forcing everybody to get vaccinated was a tall order.
3: Somewhere, Horatio is very jealous with the nonstop opening of CSI Miami happening. You can really say
4: something is brewing. (laughs) All right, I'm done.
5: (laughs) The line out the door moved quickly. You could say it was espresso. (laughs) I'm not not giving you the who for that one. Okay, I'm trying, man. Hard to keep up with you today, Van Camp.
3: I'm sure somebody's laughing at that somewhere. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Ted Nugent. There
5: you go.
4: I hope when it comes to those jokes, you really got to grind. <laughs> Uncle. Yeah! I
3: got Ted, too. Right. Uncle. I'm out. Okay. I could move on. but I, yeah. yeah no, you I want on. to. Okay. Uh, study finds your vaccine side effects were probably imagined. That's the headline. I'm like, oh, really? That's not true. Okay. So uh, I'm looking at it, and here's how they came up with the data. This was... At Harvard, it was 12 different clinical trials found the placebo effect actually caused most of the side effects people reported from vaccines. They call it the nocebo effect.
4: Okay. That deserves nothing. No, that's not getting a a WHO shout out.
3: That's what they were calling it. Um, When you experience negative symptoms instead of positive um, because you're expecting them to happen. I'm going through this study um, you know, headaches, fatigue, arm pain, things like that. Um, said were usually imagined. Oh, by the way, the study only looked at mild symptoms,
4: not the more serious ones. Right.
3: This—that is the last line of the story.
4: Golly, so it was a real shot in the dark.
2: <laughs> Imagine there is no arm pain. It's easy if you. This try. is the
3: Mark Levine and Robert Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Take it to the streets. Said
4: who? Uh, Somebody who managed uh, Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign. Oh. I mean, this divisive and violent rhetoric needs to be stopped. Right. Well, does it
3: mean take it to the streets? You mean like year and a half ago, the summer of love?
4: (laughs) Right. Well. Liberals are really mad that Senators Kirsten Sinema and, and uh, Joe Manchin aren't going to let their fellow Democrats kill the filibuster. That sixty-vote threshold needed to pass laws in the Senate. Uh, they Sinema, don't care about black people. Apparently not. Yeah, I. That's ooh. what they're saying. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. That's the argument here too. Yeah. Well, Sinema okay. and Manchin are literally taking the exact okay. position every Democrat had for four years under Donald Trump. But now that there's this push to pass election laws, which would rig the game in Democrats' favor, they're mad. So this is Nina Turner, who helped run Bernie Sanders' presidential campaign. Okay. So not only
0: is the filibuster standing in the way of expanding and protecting voting rights, it is standing in the way of... Protecting voting rights. That's a lie.
3: That's a complete lie. You, if you say to that to rights. somebody on the left, David, how does that protect... Voting rights. What's the answer?
4: You know, nobody actually thinks in terms of details. And again, (laughs) I'll say something I I mentioned yesterday, and now I, I did take a moment to look it up. But when it comes to these bills, there is so little support because it's not top of mind for most people. It's like less than a percent of the population says this is the thing that we care most about.
3: I'm glad people are at least that smart. Well, because to, most, know that, well to know that this is just a power grab. Well, it's not about voting rights.
4: And it's it's not only that, but most people, most, doesn't matter what your background is, what race you are, what religion you are, most people can go vote. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yes. They're like, well, yeah. I didn't really have a problem voting last time. Right. And most people support a voter ID law. You have to have ID.
0: Anyway, go ahead, Nina. Uh, as a matter of fact, for the president's most of the president's agenda. So what can Senator Manchin say other than the fact that he is an extremist? Him and Senator Sinema are extremists. And anybody that's hiding behind them are extremists. Because well, when you- uh, they're the moderates.
3: I guess everything's upside down in this world. All the language gets turned, yes.
0: Because when you want to put your political concerns over democracy, when you serve (laughs) in some of the highest offices of the (laughs) land, then something is wrong with you. And that is why I do believe firmly that the president, not only the vision of FDR, but he got to take the message and the spirit (laughs) that FDR had. Call out these folks. Say, I welcome your hatred. Gas up the jet.
3: Golly. With people like her on the team, oh. I wonder how Bernie didn't win. Hmm. Gosh. It's nonsensical, one thing after another. Um, You know, I've seen this story in a few places about how much money Anthony Fauci has profited during the pandemic. And we talked about this before in a number of different ways. Nothing's going to happen until Republicans take the House.
4: No, and nothing's going to happen even after. You
3: think they will let it go?
4: Let's be real. No, I I think what's going to happen is it's going to devolve into some stupid show trial type thing because politicians are going to be politicians regardless. Uh, And I see this getting turned into a circus very quickly. Okay. I
3: really hope Rand Paul said or meant what he said. And Jim Jordan, other Republicans, to say, Fauci knew about the Wuhan lab. He knew that the chances of that coming from nature were slim to none. He helped cover it up. He lied about it. I mean, you follow the trail, you can prove that. And I think there are a lot of people in the country that want to see that happen. Think about what's happened to the world. Yeah. You know, all over the place. They think it just within the United States with the kids. I mean, you see more and more studies coming out and people are being outspoken. Um, the Pediatrics Association talking about it, it'll be years before we know the kind of damage that we've done to our kids because of this. We're getting some pretty early indicators, though. We are. Yeah. That's disastrous. Absolutely. And... And we don't even look at how this all happened, let alone start it again. And Fauci's still asking for money to do more research. It's just crazy to me.
5: Well, he's making a pile of money. But Yes. And making even more money because he's trying to keep up with inflation right now. It's hard. <laughs> oh that $310,000 does not go as far <laughs> as it used to right
3: now. Well, and they're also looking at investments. Yeah. One of those things. You know, for a while, I think, and you even said at the time, and I was starting to buy in. That when it came out that as far as the different research that Fauci had been a part of, what he did to the dogs, the Beagles. Oh yeah. That that was gonna be the end of it. Well, that's always the thing, right? But nothing happened. Why is that? Well well we got hamsters
5: involved now, is that right? Yeah, but before we get to that, why didn't something happen with the dogs? I don't know. I
4: I, I, well, you, I mean, he should Fauci's, have been he's a, he's a dog killer, you know.
3: But it never came out. I mean, it's because many if, a career. If I mean, legacy media doesn't cover it, it's almost like it
4: yeah. didn't happen for a good part of the country. He's basically, if Michael Vick were a doctor. <laughs> well, if you want to take it to, to the 2022
3: equivalent, Michael Vick was
4: black. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true.
3: Yeah, they just didn't pay attention to that story. Now, when you mentioned the hamsters, that I don't think that is Fauci. That's Hong Kong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but there's probably some money from the Fauci going there, too. Who knows? There was 11 hamsters, if you didn't hear the story, in Hong Kong that tested positive for COVID. So they put down 2,000 hamsters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my gosh. You're in Hong Kong. You finally got the hamster you wanted. They round them up. and We got no food. (laughs) We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling. I now, couldn't resist. Now, Kills you know, me every time. No, is this a Look situation? Look at Robbins. I knew it. I knew it would get him. Every time he hears
5: it, he dying laughing. It's, it's the craziest line. You know, the <laughs> great thing about comedy is sometimes when you don't expect it and it happens, that's the best. I never saw that line coming when I heard it the first time.
3: I know. It still makes me
5: laugh. I know. Our pet's heads are falling off. Where did yeah. that come from? That's so great.
3: Well, that was the little Tweety Bird, wasn't it, in yeah. Dumb and Dumber? I think they're going to dig the, this
5: whole grave for these hamsters. They're going to dump them in there, and they're going to regenerate as, like, 12-foot killing machines.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the the way, Hong Kong there,
2: gerbils have risen.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, They're warning the pet owners there, avoid kissing the hamsters. Is that a thing? I didn't know that was a oh, thing. Sounds like a their their euphemism pets. for something. Uh, right. Please don't go down that road. Oh boy, Richard Gere. Oh,
5: stop <laughs> it. Oh God. I didn't say anything. I just. Oh no. <laughs> Our pets.
3: We'll <have> <laughs> just stay there.
4: <laughs> well, you know what? I think I think Fauci probably did have something to do with it because he looks at something that people love and enjoy and says, <laughs> "We must destroy it." <laughs> I don't care if it's bagels or hamsters (laughs) or lollipops. They must go away. He's joyless, yes.
3: Okay, moving on. Other things out there today. Um, Well, should we get into this now as far as DeSantis and Trump? Because people are already talking about there's going to be a skirmish here that Trump is going to go after DeSantis because they're go they're both going to run for president in 24. And the latest on this is DeSantis is not going to bend the knee to Trump. Mm-hmm. And you probably heard the story that Trump is saying, at least to his associates, and you don't know this for sure, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if it's true, that DeSantis is, you know, boring, um, gutless, you know is not really the guy, no personality. I mean that's just what's being talked about now. If he goes both barrels at him, you know who knows how ugly that could get Very yes, is this something that you fear happening? What's your thought when you hear that story
4: um i a little bit worried just because Ron DeSantis is somebody who is an up and comer obviously on the national stage yeah. and It's hard for people to recover after Trump lays into them. And so that is something that maybe he could do it. Maybe he could be like the one who who did it, but you never know.
3: I'm trying to think someone that really got taken apart, that still maintained and is still somewhat of a rising star. Not just from Trump, but in history, because there's got to be somebody, right? Takes a beating and then they come back. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if anyone ever took the beating like Trump will give. No. I mean, Marco Rubio, has he ever really been the same? No.
4: Wow. I mean, Ted Cruz, has he been the same? I know that he gets out there a lot, but, I mean, the the Trump thing completely rocked his world. Yes.
3: Well, I mean, John Kasich? Oh, Oh, my gosh.
4: I don't even know if that guy was an up-and-comer.
5: That's true. It's funny you mention Rubio. I saw something he said the other night, and I'm like, is he still around? Yeah, I mean,
3: it's just not the big
5: newsmaker. Yeah, but he was, man. He he, was like the guy for a while.
3: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm not sure that's that's what I worry about. Because the one thing, and dude, this isn't a poll. This is just talking to people. Most people feel like DeSantis would have a much better chance in the actual election. Now, as far as the primary, probably not. Trump would probably win. But they think the Sanders would have a better chance beating whoever the Democrat is going to be. And, you know, there'll be plenty of time to go over all the different angles of this. But in the end, for the country, we can't keep going where we're going right now. This is awful. I think even this first year of Biden, and he's going to try the big reset this afternoon, as far as when he's talking to the country. But it's far worse than most people thought it would be, including Democrats, especially moderate Democrats. Mm -hmm. That's just ugly all the way around. Um, Okay, I know you guys wanted to bring up this story uh, because I like one of these groups, and it's just something that's going to be happening in Oklahoma. If you want to get married and do it with uh, some rock bands around, you can do so this year. Okay? This is going to be happening March 18th through the 20th. Uh, It turns out Scott Stapp, used to be in Creed, Uh is going to be playing the first ever Honeymoon Rock Fest in Oklahoma City. Our friends in Oklahoma City, you already know this is happening. Um, Also, Puddle of Mud and Sugar Ray will be playing. So what do you mean? You go down there, get married, and they play your reception? Yeah, you can get a wedding package that allows you to get married in between sets in front of thousands of fans, and then the ceremonies are officiated by the performers.
4: Okay. So if that's like a dream. (laughs) Jamie's getting ready to renew his vows in front of Sugar Ray. Ray. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure, why not? No, I'm not going to do that. The Reverend McGrath will know. No, of course, it's going to be Puddle of Mud. I
3: told you before I go to a Sugar Ray show what was that 2002 and had a good time. It was a lot. They were a fun band to see. And then I'm labeled like, are you going to get your Sugar Ray tattoo? No, I'm not getting a Sugar Ray tattoo. I mean, you did say they were your favorite band. So. I've never said that. You were in one of your drug and stupors.
5: But I heard you imagined it, I think. You did insist we call you Sugar Jamie for about a year. No, <laughs> I did not. I did not. sugar I said, Sugar James.
3: Sugar James. <laughs> get it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, how are leftists refusing to punish crime, destroying the country? Well, it's pretty evident, isn't it? We'll get to that and much more coming up. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Victor David Hansen, the senior fellow at the Hoover Institution. Every time I hear that guy speak, I want to hear what he has to say because I haven't yeah. heard him be wrong very often at all. It never gets emotional either. No, it's all he very is, matter of fact. He is like this, you could call him a wise uncle. Depending on your age, David would probably say a wise grandfather that's seen a lot of things, a wealth of knowledge. I might know, have called put, him a classmate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you, you call him and
3: <laughs> Puts things in perspective because you look at what's going on in the country in a number of different directions, and it does feel like things are unraveling. I said before, I think in 2022, people have woken up to a large degree and we're going to see some changes, but just... On what we've seen so far this year, you know, people fighting with one another, the images, the train tracks outside of L.A. where you have this huge homeless population just basically robbing a train Mm -hmm. filled with goods and then the empty boxes everywhere. I mean, I had a picture of what that would look like when I first heard it described. But then when you see the picture, it's completely different like what is going on here?" And he was on Fox and he explained it I thought in a, a really easy to understand way, what we're seeing right now and as far as woke ideology.
6: It tells the Mm. you, me, every citizen, if you get hurt, you get shot, we're not going to worry about you. And the person who did that to you is probably going to be out without uh, on bail or not prosecuted for an earlier crime. It tells a young child, you in the present are going to learn good racism because there were bad racism in the past. It tells the old guy Mm. that's 68 like me, if you need treatment, you may be the wrong color. You wait in line. This is a regression. It's a very evil idea ideology because it's cruel it's mean-spirited and we haven't talked about that but that's what it is and it won't end to people start identifying it like that it's a stupid mean-spirited ideology it's anti-humanistic
3: i hadn't heard it put quite no. like that before which i thought was really good um if we got just a minute i'll play another clip of what he said sure. talking about That train, and he said, you know, it's like a regression.
6: Back to the 1880s, Western Old West train robberies, and we're going back to 1970s crime as we saw in New York, or 1980s inflation, or foreign policy in the mid 70s when we left Vietnam. I think we're Academics, I don't want to quote them, but they call this systems collapse, where all of a sudden a successful society suddenly doesn't follow its tradition and rules. And things happen that people cannot believe, such as empty shelves, or you're not able to buy meat, or you go to fill up your your car and it's $100 for just 18 gallons, or people getting shot in the street. Are people outright racist ideology being taught in the schools? And all of these things start to unwind a society. So the point is that it, it can't continue. When you look at those train tracks and that trash, you say, this, this is not a third world country. But it is.
5: Yeah. Well said. Yeah. I mean, some of the video last night was
3: unbelievable. You think about that. What if you're the mayor of that town? Yeah. What if you're the governor of that state? Let alone the president of the country that has that going on. Aren't you ever thinking to yourself that this this can't continue? No. We got to go about this differently. Yeah,
4: just got to throw more money at it. It's where if you're working in any position, especially in an executive branch in a state or the U.S., uh, you need to implement a policy where nobody working for you is on Twitter. <laughs> That's interesting. Because that's where a whole lot of this stuff comes, the the pro-criminal ideology uh, mainly festers and then propagates itself online. So, okay, we're actually going to talk with stakeholders in the community, people who this affects. And if you are in charge of crafting policy, especially when it comes to crime and public safety, you are not allowed to interact with anybody on Twitter. Wow.
3: More on that later. I don't know if you guys saw this news. This isn't good for Bill Clinton. Prince Andrew's ex is talking now. Uh oh. Said Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton were like brothers. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Remember how he barely knew him. Philanthropic. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, my wow. God. All right, news update and Scott Robbins' big three stories of the day to drive back coming up next. Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the trifecta with Scott Robbins, I don't know if you saw the story about Facebook patenting new technology for an authentic robot eye.
4: No. <laughs> no.
3: This idea was granted back in December. Um, this was at Yahoo Finance, by the way. Uh, would let Facebook build a high performing and realistic eyeball. It would be like an animatronic device to track humans' eye movements. No. So where you're looking, it knows exactly where you're looking. No. Mm. They say it's used in digital ads to detect what people look at as well as by, well, Facebook's parent company, Meta. Their virtual reality applications. They said it could make it easier to load virtual items in a VR environment. Only generating items that the user is looking at. You know, sometimes when I'm given some sort of story that David and Scott don't know are coming, I'm bracing for the Robin's reaction. It is David right now that looks like he... I'll just paint the picture. He's taking the glasses off. He's rubbed his eyes. You look disheveled.
4: What's up, man? Where is our Sarah Connor in this? (laughs) <laughs> are, we, yeah. are we really going to sit here and let mark Zuckerbot the third or fourth worst human being on the planet create the matrix uh
3: yeah because he gives a lot of people a lot of money that'd be my guess well it's this... all for the good though you know that? no it's not he i know no. by the way meta says that the metaverse does not uh, necessitate being online more, but being online is in a more meaningful way. Okay. And will be built by multiple companies. It's unclear what that's going to look like. They did release a VR social experience called Horizon Worlds on, on one of its other platforms. Um It's weird, man. Because the patent... um uh, How do I explain it? It's sort of the eyeball thing mimics other human movements like it would be part of a head so these other movements like mouth and eyebrows and then it would be a body coupled to the head oh god in this metaverse covered in a material they say resembling human skin
5: well and i would imagine there'll be a bidding war in major league baseball because this thing could hit a slider and a fastball (laughs) and
3: It goes back to I mean, your right.
5: fantasy I mean, baseball. I'm looking thing. at it, I'm gonna draft the robot first. Yeah. I understand.
4: why I pick up the people rotation on anything. Yeah. Scared
5: by this stuff. Uh, well, well, yeah.
4: Log off of Facebook today. They are destroying the world. Well, you think about what social media
3: has done to oh. teens. Yeah. When you look at the well, different studies. This is something completely different. You know, think about yourself. Think
5: about yourself and and the decisions you made and the emotions you felt when you were 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years old. And if you were able to somehow tell the world the misfit nonsense that's going around in your brain and throw it out there on a daily basis, I mean, I can't imagine. No. I know. The stuff you thought then or were thinking then, or if some girl made you angry or. I mean, whatever it was. Yes. Or some teacher or coach or whatever. Mm.
4: Facebook is a high tech crack dealer with a desire to take over the world. Don't <laughs> let them destroy your children.
5: And, and, I mean, as nuts as that sounds, it's, it's, it's insane to me. To yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I think about that stuff. I think about all the stuff I thought then.
3: Right. Golly. Well, now it plays out for you on the weekend because you're in a Facebook fight at least every other weekend. Well, it depends. Uh, it, it really does
5: depend. Too late for gets, Scott. <laughs> to protect your children. <laughs> and it might be. I, I
3: don't know. All right, let's get to your big three now.
2: Are you ready? To you. It's the three most important news stories of the day. It's the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show.
3: And always helping Scott count down to zero for his top 40 days. Still a zero.
0: Hi, it's me, Casey. Get your pencils ready.
3: Oh, yeah, keep scoring like you would at a baseball game. Yes, Three. Would. yes thank you.
4: Uh, uh, New York is saying that their COVID cases are down 75%. 75% in two weeks.
5: Now, there's all sorts of false victory laps being taken now by the mayor of New York and the governor of New York, who so really had nothing to do with any of this. No, you knew it was going to happen because of what happened in South Africa. You know, and just when you start to feel good about this news, when you see the Omicron starting to wane, yeah. in, in a lot of places across the country, then you come to this from the doctors at Johns Hopkins. Hey, the arrival of the next variant—not a question of when, it's a question, or it is a question of when, not if—and the next variant may not be as mild as Omicron. Can you give? Can you let me feel good for 24 hours before you bludgeon me again? <laughs> Just let, please.
3: We already know that, right?
5: But I, I want to pretend like it'll be milder as time goes on. This guy's like it might have more teeth. We don't. We simply don't know.
3: Remember the first people that were saying, we're going to have to learn to live with this? Yeah. And legacy like what? Right. What a defeatist attitude. No, but there were people that do. You're going to have to learn to live with it. Yeah, the yeah, eradication be... is not going to exist. Different variants,
4: so forth. So on.
5: And the countdown continues.
4: Two. Yeah, yeah. uh, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is in some trouble. He did lift the mask mandate today uh, for the UK, but he got busted going to a maskless party, which was against the rules. And his excuse is that he didn't know the rules.
5: Yeah, that's what he said. He told reporters uh, this week that nobody ever informed him that his drinks party, as he said, or booze party, as I say, would be a violation of the rules. He's categorically denied he was ever warned that a booze party in his place was breaking lockdown rules, although a bunch of people were there boozing with no mask. Nobody warned me that it was against the rules. I would have remembered that unless, of course, I was hammered.
3: Hold on a second. So if it was some sort of what they would have uh tea, he would have known well, the rules against that. He's the one that was... put
5: the rules in place. <laughs>
3: Well, somebody wrote him up for him.
5: Well, yeah, but, I mean, he's the one.
3: Yeah, I understand. I think yeah. the
5: clock is ticking on this guy. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I think he's going to get the boot. And one of them was during, what, the the Queen's birthday celebration or some kind of nonsense? One of the parties he had? Is that right? He blew it off and, yeah. Yeah. Wanted to go booze
3: with his buddies. He doesn't seem like the royal type. Like, if you had to choose who were you going to have a beer with, it'd be Boris before any of the Royals. (laughs) we're doing mic checks for the Rolling Stones.
4: (laughs) Now, on with the countdown. And finally, one. I'll I'll, I'll just try to set this up uh, a little bit. Uh, It might take a little bit of time, but NPR ran a story about a mask fight in the Supreme Court. It's fake news. It's Uh, fake news. The basic story was this, and we talked about it yesterday. Uh, Chief Justice John Roberts wanted everyone to wear masks. Neil Gorsuch said no. And Sonia Sotomayor had to hear cases remotely as a result. Now, Sotomayor and Gorsuch have denied it. And John Roberts just put out a statement saying, I never told anyone they had to wear masks. Wow. And NPR is is standing by 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 their story. Nina Totenberg.
5: Was the one who started this story, okay. claiming the chief justice had asked everyone to mask up. Sotomayor, who has diabetes, and Neil Gorsuch said, no, I don't care. I'm going to cough on you, too. So she didn't get a chance to participate, and uh, we know now that the story is all fake. 100%. 100% fake. Inaccurate
3: report. It did seem out of character for Gorsuch. It
5: seemed out of character of for the Supreme just... Court in
3: general. Okay. So did, where did the where did the whole story start? Do we even know that? Was it just there was no request for it, so he didn't have his mask on, and then someone decides to write? Oh my gosh!
4: No, what what happened was somebody tried to leak a story that wasn't a story, and an NPR reporter just went ahead and and transcribed the false report, but. Some liberals that that are maybe may familiar names on if you listen to this show, not because you watch any of their work or read any of their work, they're doubling down on this. There is an actual now liberal conspiracy that John Roberts and Neil Gorsuch are lying and forcing Sonia yes. Sotomayor.
5: Yes, to say it. Right. <laughs> to right. be part of yes. it. No kidding. They... So, the cult cannot stand the truth. It makes him crazy.
4: Wow. Ellie uh, Mistal, the guy with the looks like his head is exploding because of his hair is all right, over the yeah. place.
3: Oh, uh, it's like a bad Don King.
4: Yeah, uh, which is saying something. Uh, he says, Is this another fake, comma, gaslighting from Team Gorsuch thing? Sotomayor was part of the statement. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then. Responding to the update that Chief Justice said, I didn't request Gorsuch or any other justice to wear a mask on the bench. Didn't care. Ellie Mistal, that same person says, well, you're certainly free to believe the chief justice over the reporter on this. Yeah, I will. Thank you.
3: In that case, I mean, if it was Sotomayor, I don't know. Because, well, she gives a lot of misinformation, as we found out within the last couple of weeks, remember? We
0: have over 100,000 children, which we've never had before, in in serious condition, and uh, many on ventilators. Think
3: about that. With the crackdown on misinformation when it comes to all things COVID, that's a Supreme Court justice
4: giving fake news yeah but you heard the excuse her what numbers ex- were off but it's basically true right yeah no
5: that no seriously i know is basically true now counts that's insane that's like picking one up on the golf course you don't have to actually make it you can just pick <laughs> it up
3: dude that's a 27 foot gimme well it is a gimme well it depends on who you're playing with yeah Oh my God! And there you have it. Unbelievable! Thanks, Casey. All right, buddy. Memorizing the news coming up and a news update. Thank you. Welcome. Goodbye. Bye. show Jerry Markley David Van Camp Chad Robbins David you have a request of Mr. Robbins
4: I do Well I I want I want to see if he, if he's sharing fake news or not or uh, well I'm, what's I mean going this, on. Is, this is this on a couple of sites but
5: what's happening with this free COVID-19 test Yeah, because you can order it right Yeah and yeah. They, this thing comes up and says residential households in the US can order one set of four Free at-home test from USPS.com. Here's what you need to know about your order. And then they have these things you need to know. Number one, limit of one order per residential address. Mm -hmm. Now, somehow, somebody who was working on the project should have remembered that some people live in apartment buildings with multiple units in them. So if your neighbor puts down the address... And uh, you can't do it, then. It's going to tell you at-home COVID-19 tests have already been ordered for this address. Our records show that at-home COVID-19 tests have already been ordered at this address. We are unable to process duplicate orders for the same
4: address. See, that's why I'm saying you got to sign up because, I i mean, look, that would be a level of incompetence that's hilarious to me, but uh, I don't take one person's word for it. Okay.
3: He's been around this news game for a while, David. He want some proof here. You well,
5: can be the guy, Scott. PJ Media has got the, it, the thing, and it's under News and Politics. It's, the headline is Incompetent Biden Administration's COVID Test Website Face Plants on the First Day.
3: Now, David, you ordered yours yesterday? Yeah. COVIDtest.gov. We talked about this earlier in the show. Scott, you seem somewhat hesitant to want to do it. Well, I've got a COVID, at-home
5: COVID test. In my house right now.
3: I'll tell you what. I won't order one for my house. I'll let you do it just to see if it'll show up here. How's that? If you want to go ahead and fill it out on the
4: site. I want to test the hypothesis here. Yeah. Okay.
3: Basically, this is what's really happening. If you're listening right now, getting a little confused. David and I both want to see Scott go through the steps to order this. I'm not sure I want to. Because... Well and we should record it no. and then enjoy it later because if we could do some imitations of what might happen. What's this for? Why what what? Uh, it kicked me out.
4: It really is pretty easy if the website works for you. What is it again? It is <laughs> uh COVID tests plural dot uh, gov.
3: Okay. By the way, David, uh you had the update earlier. That there is going to be a vote, and Chuck Schumer is calling for the vote, correct?
4: Yes, to try to see where people stand on killing the filibuster so they can take over elections. They don't have the votes. They don't. It's going to fail, but the strategy, I guess, is to get everybody on the record, which they I don't, don't know what that will accomplish because it, <laughs> it hurts Democrats more than anybody
3: well, it's not like people don't already know it's Joe Manchin, right. Kirsten Cinema, because they're demonized. I mean, people on the left are saying, you don't care about black people, which is insanity, but that's what they're saying. So they want to force the other Democrats to be in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. How does that, okay, you're the political animal of any of us, if there is one. What is the strategy there?
4: Honestly, I don't know. Unless you're trying to gear up for a primary challenge for Joe Manchin or Kirsten Sinema. I'm not sure because it really there is a much higher risk that somebody who's been kind of keeping their head down for a while is Mm -hmm. going to go ahead and join them as well. I, I don't I don't see it unless you want to get it on the record. So then later this fall, when you lose a ton of seats, you can claim that Republicans rigged it. That's honestly that's what this whole thing is all about anyway. They know this stuff yeah. is not going to pass. They're right. priming it to say the only reason we lost is because Republicans stole the election and suddenly right. saying that an election was stolen won't be un American anymore. Got it. Okay.
5: Scott, are you working on this? Yeah, it's it fills in my street address and it won't let me change it, and the street address is wrong. <laughs> Really? It's got my street address as 123 Main Street, <laughs> post office box do 1. You, do you want to really say that you on wanna. the air? That's not my address. I don't okay. know whose address it is. Okay. It's not mine. Alright, we
3: gotta get the
2: Nimrods. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. Alright, <laughs> It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp and Robbins show.
5: I love the poorly educated
2: <laughs> That's a yes, sample. That's a sample. It
5: won't let me change
2: it. <laughs> if you click in
4: the box, you can <laughs> I did. The cursor shows up. The cursor shows up. Yeah, (laughs) click in the box, and then you start typing, and that 123 Main Street will go away. (laughs)
3: Okay, I tried to tell you. Anyway, uh, we got this guy, a man and woman near Boston were caught stealing stuff from someone's house the other day, packing it all into a U-Haul. Don't know the woman's name, but the guy is 30-year-old Joseph Taylor. Owner of the house got home And while they were still there, saw Joseph walking through the yard toward the U-Haul, so they called the cops. Police tracked him down. They fled on foot. They caught the woman, but Joe started running toward a frozen river. And it wasn't that frozen. Uh Uh-oh. No, but he he fell in. They threw him a rope. He wouldn't grab it, so the cop had to go in and get him. So you get an extra caning for that. They got him. That's Nimrod's The News. How's it coming for you there, Scott? Fine. Update on that tomorrow. That's memorized in the news.